Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. The pod- We interrupt this podcast to bring you breaking news. You guys, welcome to a special edition of So Bad It's Good. Uh, of course, we've been doing shows all week, but something just breaking happened uh, a couple of hours ago. And wanting to bring this to you immediately, we're going to have Ronald Richards, uh, the attorney, joining us in just a second. He's been on a couple of times and has been heavily involved in the Erica Jane case. Now, we're going to go into this. He is getting off an airplane right now and going to the airport lounge to join us. So you you got double shows today. You got the Vanderpump Rules with She Speaks Bravo, and we're going to get the latest news from attorney Ronald Richards. Now, this is just a fascinating story because... Uh, like I said on the podcast on Monday we talked about with Sophie was that these earrings which were valued at $750,000 and were such a plot line on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season um, all of a sudden they were being auctioned off potentially for $250,000 to $350,000. Now, $750,000 earrings is what Tom Girardi spent for them, right? But then she told Garcelle on the show that they were worth like $1.3 allegedly. So even in my head, when I heard this news this past weekend, it just didn't add up to me. And now this is the breaking news that Ronald Richards will walk us through. Um, I think he has receipts to walk us through. But he writes, we can safely report that the earrings that Erica Jane gave to the trustee are not the same earrings on the sales invoice as known as the replacement earrings purchased through a tax fraud fraud by Tom Girardi where he falsely claimed the $750,000 check was a court cost. Now, we will break that, that that all down for you, but I've done episodes before, as well as you've probably heard other people do episodes or have read articles in the LA Times that, uh, you know, these earrings, there has been a long history, a provenance to them where they had gotten stolen. There was a second pair of earrings. Someday, Lifetime will make a movie just about these earrings. So we are waiting for Ronald Richards to hit the airport lounge, and then we will walk through this together, and I am going to release immediately on Wednesday. Wednesday night. I mean, listen, it is Thanksgiving. We're all with our families, but this, and isn't it crazy that this is when they always release these things? It's usually like on a Friday night or right before the holiday. So waiting for Ronald and I'll be right back with Mr. Ronald Richard. Ladies and gentlemen, directly off a of flight, he is in a uh, airport lounge right now, but he is going to walk us through what I think is an incredibly breaking news story in regards to the earrings uh, that we've been hearing about all season long from Miss Erica Jane, that Mr. Tom Girardi bought them. Ronald Richards, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you again, Ron. I'm glad you were able to uh, get... Uh, I mean, this Online. is before Thanksgiving, and we're and we're we're sitting here talking about Erica Jane and these dang earrings again. But this is very important. You just posted to your Twitter account a 16-page document which has literal receipts for these seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar earrings. Can you walk us through the documentation that you just presented online? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to uh, open it up. Uh, I, it's funny because I, I highlighted it for the viewers, but I, I think unfortunately it uh, when you upload it, it strips some of the um, some of my the tags. Details. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what it Okay, so um, I just want to look at what you're looking at. Okay, so the, the first document that I posted is the receipt of, the, of what we would refer to as the replacement earrings. And the reason why this receipt is significant is because that's what she contended her husband bought her for the earrings that were allegedly burglarized in 2004. And just to so remind everybody, we've talked about that before. The earrings were allegedly burglarized, so they repurchased those earrings. This is a receipt for the second pair of earrings, and it says $750,000. It's a handwritten receipt from M&M Jewelry, and at the bottom, you see total $750,000. That's correct, and, and they were purchased and shipped in July of 2007, and you'll notice they were shipped to Nevada to avoid sales tax. <laughs> that's what the jeweler did <laughs> amazing of course they did okay yeah very yeah. smart and, and and of course the irony of, of this whole thing is there's so much tax fraud going on by tom girardi here that you'll see in my documents that i just can't believe like even down to hey i'm not going to pick them up at your office we could do a fake ship to vegas i really doubt he went to the orleans executive office with three quarter million dollar earrings <laughs> uh, yeah i doubt it but the second page says it's a 7.02 carat, the weight. The color grade is H. I mean, it goes through all the documentation, all of this. The clarity is cloud, pinpoint, characteristics, extra facet. So it goes through all of these details. What is the important thing that we need to uh, see in these documents? Okay, well, on the first page, the first thing that is very important is you go down to the second to last line where it says C-E-R-T hashtag and then has two numbers. Do you see that on the first page? Second yes, one, one three seven five eight zero four three and one three three five five six three. Correct. Okay, so those are uh, what we call GIA certification numbers. And GIA is the basically the premier um, evaluator of diamonds. You you. Uh, they're a very objective company. They're a company, and they have a system for people in the business. And for full disclosure, the audience, I'm going to be bidding on these earrings to give uh, my spouse a present for some of the abuse that Erica has said to your her. wife. Yes, yes. Yep. You, if you guys have been listening to the show or following Ronald, uh, Erica has said some very nasty things to uh, Mr. Richards and his wife. So this would be the perfect gift. And I said for a Black Friday sale to get these at $250,000, $750,000 earrings is a kind of an amazing bargain, right? That's correct. Now, when I did take her deposition, I think she was friendly and professional. And I think a lot of the thing with my wife was just part of the fun. Yeah, so I, d I just want to be objective. She 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 doesn't hate my wife. There's not. It's just no, like, no, no. We're 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 teasing and stuff like that. Yeah. I but I did think I did say to the audience that I thought Diana Jenkins would end up buying these earrings back for her. So you might have some competition. Yeah, I can't outbid Diana if she wants to pay um, five hundred thousand dollars for some other earrings. I'm going to let her do it because there's a lot of issues with this. So I'm but I'm going to bid it up pretty good. I mean, it's not going to go cheap. So okay. we see those two numbers on the first page. Those are very important, the GIA. Um, and then what else are we supposed to notice here with these documents? 
Okay, if you go to page two, you'll see the report number in the upper left-hand corner. Yep, 13758043. Okay, and if you go back to the first page, you'll see that matches the number on the document. Yes. Okay, yep. so like I'm gonna do a little trial, like we're in trial right now. You can go. You can go back to page three and see the, okay. the, the report number on, on there. And if you can go back to page one, you'll see that it matches the second number. Yep, the two, two, right? Oh, no, sorry, the one, three, three, five, 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 six, three. Well, page three, the GIA report number is one, three, seven, five, eight, zero, four, three. And, and guys, you can follow all along at Ronald Richards' Twitter account for your own while we go through this interview. Um, but the, the numbers you're saying, they do match. Yeah, they, they, they matched the, these 2004 reports. So I just want to explain something to the audience. And you can always look at, at Ronald Richards and always ask me any questions. A jeweler of this caliber um, is not putting wrong report numbers on an invoice. I mean, that would be a massive fraud. And Girardi is a good client of his. And I, this is a good jeweler. He's a reputable jeweler. Okay, so there's the reports. It's interesting were issued around the time of the alleged burglary. I found that an interesting fact because most jewelers get an updated report because they were sold three years later. I'm not, I have no comment on it. It's just an anomaly that I usually get a current GIA with the sale of the goods. So you know that it's been refreshed, some other person looked at it and it should yeah. be considered. Yeah, a three-year-old report, there's nothing wrong with it at all, but I just found it interesting that the report is same year of the alleged burglary. Okay, so let's keep going. Okay. Um, when the, these are the new GIA reports and they show of the same diamonds that's in possession that were, were evaluated, these reports are six carat diamonds in a 6.57 carat diamond, yeah. Yeah, with a different clarity. Now I'm gonna, Tell you something i don't want you to fall on the floor ryan are you sitting down i'm i'm sitting down mr richards and i asked i asked my wife the same question do diamonds ever shrink over time or dehydrate and that's a good question to... that is because yeah. i i wouldn't know that i don't have any diamonds does that what did your wife say she said no never they never okay so shrink. you're saying it it did not lose a, a point seven point oh nine carats to a six point five six point zero one carat, and it cannot shrink. So these are different diamonds. Yeah, and I, I'm going to tell you something. If they were like seven point oh nine carats versus seven point oh five carats, I could tell you that the person that was doing the updated report may have had a, a scale issue. Okay, you know, but no one makes a one carat to over one carat mistake. No one. That's like a totally, it's like a, from a Rolls Royce to a Ferrari to a Lamborghini to a Toyota, like you in the diamond business. And I, it just I, doesn't I, happen. It doesn't happen. No, not, not that kind of mistake. So, so that's when why were you aware? When did you, when were you made aware? This seems like a gigantic hole. When were you made aware that this, I mean, I mean, was this a fluke that you were like, wait a sec, these numbers don't match up. When did this start coming to light for you? Well, because I wanted to purchase them, I needed to, I wanted to, I, I had to do what's called jewelry diligence. And so I was, you know, there, I, it's hard because there's a lot of work product here, but let's just say no one wanted to sell me some goods where there was a different than what was represented. Okay. Nobody was going to do that. And so let's just say that 
it was very carefully disclosed and I was asking a lot of questions about variances that there's no assurance that these diamonds are the same in the sales receipt. But but everyone has an interest here. Obviously, we want to have the thing sold because Erica's not opposing them. She didn't seek us to stay. And the diamonds that are going to auction are very nice diamonds, but they're just not the same diamonds. So maybe there's, you know, we need to, there's an issue there. I well, Mr. Richards, the, the question, so the diamonds she talked about all season long, the 750,000, and then she also told Garcelle they're now worth 1.3 million. Those are not these diamonds. Like, that's what I'm confused about. She gave the diamonds to the trustee. Is she saying that this diamond is the diamond she gave to the trustee, the 6.01? I only want to say what she says in her declaration, which is later on, but I will I will tell you that the only diamonds the trustee received from Erica's lawyer are these diamonds. The 6.01. That's correct. I, I don't, I'm not going to in, in any way represent what representation she made. Sure, sure, I could, sure. I could tell you in response to the turnover order, these are the diamonds that were presented and they're not the diamonds in the receipt. Which would then make sense why this weekend, you guys, when I was having a conniption on Monday's episode about how did these devalue from $750,000 to $350,000, and everybody wrote me in saying diamonds do not decrease in value. The princess cut is not, an, it's not as glamorous as it used to be, but you would not, it would not devalue that greatly. And this actually explains that so much better if those are not the diamonds at initial receipt. That's correct. That's 100% correct. So, and, and I was wondering why there was a drop in value of like 70% because I was like, you know, lawyers are not the best diamond purchasers, but I used to do a lot of criminal. I've, I've gotten all sorts of things from clients to trade over the years. So I have a good diamond connection. So I, I, I was able to source these diamonds pretty thoroughly. And I we couldn't come up with a reason why the appraisal was wrong. And I, I had to do some my own pushing to get these certs because these then were got posted, but I needed the old certs to do a, a, a complete comparison. Mr. Richards, is there any possible way that Tom, since he, you know, we have so many stories even lately from that FBI house that was potentially, I don't know, it looked like his son, who knows what's going on there. Is there a way that you scratch your back, I scratch yours, where he could, this this appraiser could be a buddy and just like, will you appraise it way more so we can, we can, you know, and it's also still cloudy how those first earrings got stolen and never potentially recovered. I mean, is there a way that somebody would inflate as a favor, the value of these diamonds to begin with? Well, jewelers, a lot of times when they do the appraisal for a client, they inflate the value. So the homeowner's coverage covers the placement value. There's nothing wrong with that, but they give the high value. There's something yeah. called the Rappaport sheets. There's a little bit of a range on the Rappaport. This has nothing really to do with that. What's amazing about, about this is that, is that he bought these earrings because you'll see when we go let's just go to the next piece of evidence i'll show you like there's there's too many checks and balances here so we have erica's declaration and if you look at paragraph eight and nine and ten um in approximately in approximately 2004 or 2005 as a gift due to either my birthday or our wedding anniversary tom girardi gave me a set of what appeared to be expensive diamond earrings this gift has high sentimental value to me in approximately 2006 to tom girardi and my home was 
ransacked while we were out for dinner. I had left the diamond earrings in a crystal container in my bathroom, and we discovered upon searching the house that my earrings had been stolen. As far as I know, Tom Girardi did not have any insurance on the earrings. I had no insurance on the earrings. Correct. And if you read paragraph 10, just read that. That's the last paragraph one. 10 says after the passage of a fair amount of time after the burglary on a date, I don't recall, but which I think was in 2007, Tom Girardi gave me another set of diamond earrings to replace the set had been stolen. The replacement earrings were basically a replica of my prior earrings that had been stolen at the time, based on everything I knew Tom Girardi and our marital community had extensive net worth and Tom Girardi and Girardi Keese had very high income. I had no reason to doubt or question the source of funds used by Tom Girardi to buy the earrings. I never knew or heard anything from anyone to the effect that any of the gifts that Tom Girardi had given me at any time, including the earrings in 2007, were bought using money that did not belong to Tom Girardi or that belonged to someone else, which is huge, that last sentence. Correct. Okay, you guys, uh, this is my favorite part of the show when we get to talk about our sponsor. And today's sponsor is somebody that I am so excited about because I used this sponsor before they were ever a sponsor. Our sponsor today is the fine folks at Masterclass. That's right, folks, Masterclass. You can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. I'm telling you, over the pandemic, I actually, I'm not even, like, this was amazing. I got to learn from Steve Martin. He teaches comedy on masterclass.com. I mean, just recently we talked again and again about Kris Jenner because she teaches a class on Masterclass on the power of personal branding. How are you going to get better than learning from Kris Jenner? You have Bob Iger, uh, which is fascinating that he's teaching a class. He teaches in business strategy. He actually just took back the reins of Disney tonight, Sunday night. If you're in inter entertainment, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He has a class on Masterclass. Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking for the love of the Lord. Are you kidding me? And you can do all of these lessons from home. Masterclass is accessible on your phone, the web, your smart TV, and offering classes on a wide variety of topics, like I just said, and that there are hundreds more, all taught by world-class instructors at the top of their fields. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons, right? Usually around 10 minutes long. I can pay attention 10 minutes. You can pay attention 10 minutes. Members can explore at their own pace. And that's what I love is when you sign up for Masterclass, you are a member and you can explore the page. You can download different classes, master classes. You can explore at your own pace. Each class is supported by downloadable materials, class guides, recipes, or more. My gosh, I wish they gave me this option during high school. It would have been so much better for all of us. And these are all available at masterclass.com. So hundreds of video lessons from 180 plus of today's most brilliant minds available anytime, anywhere. Now, an annual membership starts at usually $180 per year. But guess what? With So Bad It's Good, our listeners, if you go to masterclass.com slash so bad today, you can give one annual membership and get one free. 
go check it out. I'm telling you, just put that in to the old web browser and check it out for yourself. This is the gift that I would tell my folks to get me because my mom, and it gets sillier and sillier the older I get, I get that email from my parents of like, what would you like for the holidays this year? And I'm like, I'm a grown man. But you know what? Masterclass would be the thing that I would ask for because you get to learn lessons from people that you admire. Anything that is of interest to you, they have somebody to walk you through that. Somebody that you respect, somebody that you admire, and it's just truly incredible. And like I said, wide variety of topics. You can learn how to write anything from a book or a screenplay to just a letter. You can learn how to communicate with your boss or your family. There's an immersive learning experience because it's cinema quality classes that give you unparalleled access to a renowned instructor. There's flexibility. Explore lessons in any order you'd like across your phone, tablet, Apple TV, computer, and the go with audio mode. And like I said, lessons are approximately 10 to 15 minutes. Um, so you get the additional resources as well. There's 11 categories. Like I said, 180 instructors. But this is truly an amazing, amazing offer. I'm telling you, do this not just for you, but do this for the show. Because I think this is actually something that I can offer you that I am so proud of. Like, Masterclass is dope. I know this sounds wild. You're like, Ryan, we get it. No, but you don't get it. I've talked about Masterclass so many times on this program. The fact that they're actually advertising on it blows my mind. Because it's something that I use and it's something that I know you guys would dig or somebody in your life would dig. So please go to, like I said, masterclass.com forward slash so bad today. And by the way, you guys, I'm going to talk about this all week until you do it. So just do it now. Do it today. And now back to our show. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, 
First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Now let me get to, let's go to, we finish your declaration. Now let's go to the declaration of the jeweler, which is on page 10. This was a, a declaration submitted to a, a, a law enforcement um, to uh, for a tax audit, and there's penalties for lying in an audit. So I believe the declaration would be accurate. Okay, uh, this just crashed on me because I think a lot of people are actually accessing these documents right now. Um, oh, okay. Well, uh, well, let, well, let me let me let me um, uh, try. It just crashed on me. Let me open it back up. Um, this feels like a episode of Perry Mason. Um, okay, it's coming back up. Okay. Okay, uh, here we go. The declaration. Well, the, are you talking about the $750,000 check on page 10 or are you talking about the declaration from Miss Zinzu? No, I'm, I'm talking about the declaration from... Arid Mazillion. Oh, I Arid Mazillion declare as follows. I am principal of M&M Jewelers. Our family has been involved in the procurement and sale of major jewelry items for many years. If called upon, I could competently testify to the following from my personal knowledge. Tom Girardi is a client of our firm. He has been a client for many years. Many years ago, he purchased some large diamond studded earrings from us. He has purchased many other important items from us over the years. The diamonds were of exquisite quality and very large 
and where it was reported to me that the earrings were stolen along with other items in a break-in of their home. The entire home was trashed and these earrings were kept in a small cup in the dressing room, Matt. Uh, the matter was one of serious concern and Tom asked me to try to duplicate the earrings that were stolen. I did exactly that. I obtained earrings that were similar size, quality, and clarity. The cost was $750,000, the approximate cost of the first set. I believe the first earrings were a little bit more expensive. The actual value of the earrings is much greater if they were to be procured at Cartier or some similar store. I declare under penalty of perjury under the laws of the state of California that the foregoing is true and correct. Okay, so the jeweler corroborates that he bought new earrings and I don't believe the jeweler put fake certificates on his invoice. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't know a woman in the world that gets 14 carats and then downgrades to 12 if replacement. I mean, I just, there's there's like a lot of things that don't make sense. And then uh, who leaves uh, $750,000 worth of jewelry in a coffee cup when all your other jewelry's in the safe? Like, again, women are not that, in my opinion, they respect jewelry and they don't just leave it laying around the house so someone can break in and steal it. Okay, I yeah. think that, especially in LA, I mean, she's not dumb. And, and they have a safe. It's easy to put your jewelry in the safe. Especially okay. something of that sort of value. Yes. Yeah. I mean, these are because what happens if a cleaning person came in? Why would you tempt people that even work for you like that? I mean, this is these are high value goods. OK, so then the next page on 11, you can see the check, right? Yeah, the check is for seven hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars from Girardi Key's client trust account. Yeah, and he, he bought it in March. It was delivered in July. And I'm going to tell you, this is a tax fraud because he, on the ledger, which I didn't upload because it's too many documents, is he says it was a court cost for the case. <laughs> a court cost for the case. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and right now her lawyer is jumping up and down that he, he got an unsigned retainer agreement that said Girardi's fees were greater than what um he the firm received so she couldn't have stolen this couldn't be stolen funds because he they're still entitled to collect another couple million dollars that argument has a lot of flaws but i don't want to get too granular on that i'll let the judge worry about that and it's on an appeal he's trying to bring in all sorts of new evidence and I, let's get to the next document this is a tax document that in the middle of an audit for erica and tom's 2007 tax returns where they presumably deducted the loss as a ca casualty loss. Do you see that? Yep, I'm seeing okay. it right here. Okay, so so uh, what's relevant on this is that uh, is if you just go down to page, um, let me see where I put it in there. The, what, what, what's relevant to this is that the following facts are true. Okay, he says, I just, it's the first sentence, our home was broken into in 2007. Okay, where Erica says 2006. Now, I'm just going to tell you a year is a bit is a long time. But what's remarkable about this is, are you saying that the, I guarantee you, if we pull the burglary report, it's going to be after the date of when this when the uh, when the uh, goods were purchased. So yeah, I'm I'm just saying that in law, like if, if you're an audit is an important thing, you want to get the facts right. So was Tom lying to the auditor? Was Erica making a mistake when she testified? I don't know, but it's it's strange that they don't know when their house was broken. They had such a traumatic event of a burglary. Okay, I just, it's yeah. hard for, it's just hard to believe that you got the year wrong. I mean, it's a big deal to lose that kind of jewelry. So 
Um, he says she has $15 million in jewelry, but again, without waiving work product, she's never shown anybody $15 million in jewelry. Like what she's produced for her evaluation was never these earrings and never even close to $15 million in jewelry. There's a list of what she says she got. So was Tom lying then or is she holding back evidence or uh, representations now? I have no opinion on it. I didn't waste, I, that wasn't part of my scope when I deposed her, but I think it's interesting that these things gotta be flushed out. Okay, so um, so they, they can't get the year straight. And then in, 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 this, uh, in this audit, he presents the declaration of the um, jeweler. And, and if you see right above the signature, and I'll represent to you that is his signature, um, a copy of the $750,000 check because they're trying to support the tax loss. That's why that's why this is germane because he committed a lot of tax fraud. I mean, like no question about it. Yeah. Was, he, he made crazy deductions, crazy. Okay, now let's look at the last thing. This, you could tell your viewers you're always on top of the latest filing. This was filed like two hours ago. Uh, I'm not gonna speculate as the motive. Oh yeah, 11-23-22. Yeah, here it is yeah. right here. Yeah. If you look at, I highlighted it on my copy, unfortunately, didn't upload, but if you look where, if you just read the, the description of the property, it'll be self-explanatory. Various items of fine jewelry and watches from Cartier, Tiffany, and others, including the Erica Jane Girardi earrings, 7.09 and 7.02 carats, confirmed at 6.01 and 6.57 carats, per GIA certificates on auction website. <laughs> I'm not going to dare opine as to what that means because <laughs> I'm going to let other people do that. I don't want to aggravate uh, anybody. I mean, but okay, so that's it. Whatever that means, it means. Was this always on your rate? I mean, like, did this just come up? On, I mean, this, these, the the stuff we had just read before, th this has always been out there. Was this something that you guys had already been like microscopically like paying attention to? Well, well, I, I have a big pet peeve, Ryan. I don't like to do work unless something's going to happen. And as you know, <laughs> everything gets continued, resolved. You know? So, so when when I I was bugging her lawyer saying why haven't you filed a stay you know what what is going on yeah yeah you're yeah you gonna let your priceless earrings get sold the ones you love that are so sorry why don't you be the hero and get the stay and I was scratching my head talking to colleagues saying why isn't this guy stopping it because if these are really such sentimental earrings you're gonna let the trustee sell them I mean I I gotta tell you I think the judge may you know, could have granted a stay. It's not a crazy request, right? Is this what she was talking about at the reunion when she was like, we're on appeal for legal reasons? Like, was that yeah. what she's talking about right here when she kept exactly. saying that to Andy? Exactly. Okay, so, but, 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 assumably, in the what? reply, in the reply brief, they revealed for the first time that they would accept a monetary payment if they won on appeal. So, like, whatever they, whatever they netted at the auction, they were okay. So I, I caught that it was in a footnote because what happened is, and again, I don't want to get into work product, but I made sure that one of the arguments on appeal was no standing that the appeals moot because she didn't move for a stay. So why are we trying to appeal a, yeah. um, a, a turnover order? If you don't try to stop the sale and the sale's going to occur before the appeal is decided, you just made the appeal moot. 
her lawyer's response was, no, 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 we're going to take the money. Well, well, we're okay. We'll just take the money. That, that, so so he, he created an injury, which creates standing, which created some relevance to the appeal. It wasn't moved. So it was like okay, a chessboard. Wow. That's, I mean, that's amazing information for somebody that was so attached to these earrings. But in essence, these aren't actually even the earrings that she was talking about in the first place. We There's like some Twilight Zone thing happening here that these earrings are different earrings than the earrings that were talked about so this is still now opens up a pandora's box what happens at this point for you you're trying to get these earrings for your beautiful wife what happens though because you're going to get a false product i mean still probably good diamond earrings but what happens on erica at this point because she thinks you know she thinks she's like winning i mean she, she went to elton john the other night with diana and lisa on a free ticket what yeah. is going to happen at this point for erica what what happens next because i feel like this allegedly points to a lot of fraud again i have no information about what how this happened because um no one thought everyone assumed that the that the that the gia would be consistent with the gias that were already listed and that were represented on the invoice right why would um yeah and it, it, it has for me as a potential buyer I want to know if there's four earrings instead of two, because if there's if they're rarer because of the the name on the back Girardi, which we, we would get removed. Um, but there is a there is a value, like it's a relevant fact if, yes. if, if there's two sets of earrings or one set of earrings. I think you need to know that as the buyer. Of course. So, um, but now it's all out in the marketplace and, and and you'll be buying it knowing that there may be another set that they're going to auction off in the future then i'd be forced to buy four of them but mr richards how did they how did they not think that this all would be caught that the gia numbers how i mean why wouldn't anybody say yo we got to hold back real fast because there's some real mismatching information that is out there that other people are going to be looking into that really don't do well for the case that we've been presenting one theory based on the evidence that I've reviewed and, and just my opinion, not, not based on any admission by Erica or any other personal knowledge, but just reading the court documents and giving my legal opinion, which of course is gonna be a, an educated guess, is that when you're rushing like at a bank, when you have a bunch of stuff in a deposit box, because I understand, like I, I've had cases like this, she could have just grabbed the wrong earrings. I mean, that's okay. one theory. You yeah, know, yeah. Just, I mean, like they're they're all little diamond earrings sitting there. And if she really has fifteen million dollars worth of jewelry, it's a crazy looking box, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, so I mean, that's it's, and, and also we know that she puts them in little. She puts like really expensive earrings in just little little tchotchke holder things too. So right. she's sloppy with her jewelry. So that actually could be you're giving. That's a good reason that that these things could happen. It could be just purely accidental. Yeah, and and the the ones that were purportedly lost see i just i always thought he's buying this kind of jewelry because by the way the, the, there's over there's close to two million dollars from just this one jeweler so i always thought what one of his ways he would reduce his tax liability is he would park money in diamonds and gold and deduct it as a cost and then when you want to sell it you know you could tell your wife look we're going to sell this one i mean like again you know, they got along very well. I mean, she doesn't care. She's wearing beautiful jewelry. Maybe so. Look, we have to take that one back. I mean, her her position's always been he had the last word. Whatever he said in her marriage, she listened to him. 
like like if he said like there wouldn't be a fight if he wanted to put something back yeah, if course. there was a business yeah. reason because because and so what i'm saying is is that that i i just think that a mistake occurred somewhere i don't i don't or that's one theory or people aren't aware that the shirts like they they didn't they read the invoice like like her lawyer doesn't really know a lot about twitter like so sometimes we've had arguments about stuff and i just know he just doesn't know anything because he's yeah. older yeah she may not know what a cert when it's a cert she may not know there's actually a report that that we can get like you know there's a mistake here right right okay gotcha. no so one would they, do this okay so there has to be but isn't it isn't it unfortunate though that so many mistakes seem to be happening for her in this i mean like i feel like at this point you would try to make sure there are zero mistakes made because there has been so much so much of a spotlight put on you that you would make sure everything is above board especially with these diamond earrings because it has been such a plot point for everybody not only on the show but these victims that are trying to get their money back as well why would there be any mistake at this point well because one he filed this preliminary opposition like the next day it was rushed I don't know if people remember the climate. She was shocked that they were demanding the earrings and they had, they were going to like, they were giving her all these proposals. And then there was just a breakdown between the trustee and her. And they're so like, we want the earrings now. Okay. And, and they didn't want them to file this public motion and hurt her like that she was not cooperative. And so they just filed it anyway. And I really believe there was some rushing going on. It was a rush time um, because a lot of times it's it's like Occam's razor. It's like a, a, a well-known legal theory. The most obvious reason is usually the right answer. So I don't think she's, you know, it's like there's two, there's the more nefarious reason or the less nefarious reason. That's just an innocent, you grab the wrong earring, you got a lot of jewels. I mean, to me, that wouldn't shock me. And Bravo fans always want to believe the more nefarious reason. So you're right. saying, uh, but okay. So, uh, okay. So just what I just, the last thing you've taken so much time with us today. Thank you so much because you're going to have to talk to everybody about this. I have a feeling two questions. Will your wife still get these diamond earrings? Will, will you still bid on the, the, the 6.01? I'm going to still bid on them because um, I think a six carat diamond earring is like a very large earring and, and, and they will pull your earlobes. I mean, if they're too heavy and these are very good clarity and <laughs> sorry, and, and I, and I already told her I'm going to do it. So I'm going to, yeah. now but, I don't have to beat like a, a billionaire. If someone really wants to pay a fortune, I, I won't win. Yeah, you're not going to, yeah. I'm not, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to get them, but I'm that's not. very good. That's good. Of you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so then where, uh, where do we stand with like then the, the trustees and all that stuff? What is the next step? Obviously this motion or this thing just got filed. Uh, so th th this thing, what happens in terms of, does well, anything the, happen at this point? Well, well yeah, the, the trustee and her lawyer like are now in a locked in dog fight. They're accusing her of hiding evidence of intentionally violating her fiduciary duties. I mean, crazy allegations that have absolutely no merit because they didn't want to flush out a retainer agreement. And so they're blaming the trustee. And, and, and instead of arguing all the issues in their appeal, which they filed a very good brief there because lawyers wrote a very good brief, um, they were bringing in a declaration they filed with the brief to say to the judge, hey, if we don't win on these issues, I got a new one for you. Like a like like one that's outside the record, which is not normal in an appeal. And so again, I don't know why he's not moving for a stay. 
then you can bring in new evidence. I mean, I just don't know what he's doing. Like, it, so she like is. This me, is far from over for Erica. Like, like we said all year, she is going to be dealing with some form of legal proceedings for the next decade, potentially. I, I think so. I think that unless she, like, unless she settles, but she doesn't like to settle because she believes that all these things are hers. Yeah, I, no, no, I, we I see, get her, it. see it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know the, the judge. You know, the, I don't know what. The, they're in front of one of the brightest judges in the federal bench. She may think their arguments are good. She may not. You know, it's hard to say, but this whole thing about new declarations and new evidence, I personally don't think she's going to reward them because it's her role is sitting as an appellate judge. She's not here to, to take new testimony. That's what the bankruptcy court is for. So I don't, but, but the allegations are unusually vitriolic and nasty um, because he's basically saying that they intentionally had a fake hearing and didn't tell the judge that out of the $65 million, they were entitled to 26 million. Yeah. And that in there, and there, I mean, it's, it's a lot of rhetoric for her lawyer to use. He's not normally like that. So I think that it, I, I just don't know. Yeah. And also, I mean, it, it, it's just, a, it, it's all just incredibly fascinating, but incredibly frustrating, I'm sure for Erica, as well as everybody involved. I just, I just find it there's, there's going to be no end in sight. What also happened like to the Panther rings and all of that stuff, because she claims she's only has so much jewelry, but like you said earlier in those documents, 15 million. So are we still trying to keep account of all of those rest of those jewels that we don't know what, where they are? Yeah, but you can't just take her jewelry. You have to tie it to a mis tie it to a misappropriation of the trust account. The, the trust but funds, the funds the other, that were purchased. Yeah, yeah. The other jewels are from his girlfriends that they've returned. Like unlike Erica, the um, not like the judge names. Yeah, yeah, just the judge. Yeah. She did the right thing and returned the gifts because they were obviously problematic and she didn't want them. So she immediately returned them for her own reasons, and so did someone else. So they have two women that have returned the gift. So that's what's going to auction. And the State Bar of California, though, since they've gotten so much heat from everybody, the LA Times, is there a greater spotlight on this to punish even Erica in this now? I mean, I know that's not, you know, the law and the court, but I mean, you know, are they trying to make an example of somebody here? Because, you know, the State Bar has been proven to have done some really awful things here. In your opinion, are they going to make an example out of anyone? No, I just think that conceptually it's a hard it's like i'll give you an analogy when i've represented poker players that beat a crook that was gambling in a poker game with other people's money but they but my client won the poker game they never want to give back the winnings because they're like i won all right yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 it's the same thing with erica she says i got these gifts I, I didn't steal anybody's money. These were gifts from my rich husband. Why do I have to give it back? And it's counterintuitive. But in a bankruptcy, you can claw back money if it was stolen or misappropriated. It, it's just like, it's that's how Madoff's trustee got all the money back from all the people that got the winning payouts. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And, and yeah. by the way, we know from the, the reunion that uh, Erica doesn't really think about Ruth Madoff. This has been so interesting and fascinating. Thank you so much for taking the time because I know you literally are at an airport. Is there anything else the audience should know or pay attention to? You can find all of this on Ronald Richards' Twitter account and his Instagram account. I mean, I, I truly learned so much from this dude's stuff. And also, I do have to point out to you, for as much as like you will banter back and forth with Erica at times, you will also be fair. Like you're saying you understand what she's saying. 
I think there, yeah. you do say fair things about Erica. You're not always bad. I want to point that out too. Like you had many opportunities and you understand that she says these are hers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can follow it at, at Ronald Richards on, on, on uh, Twitter or at attorney Ronald Richards on Instagram. But Erica, the reason why I pursue her is not because I'm fixated with her. It's just that people are, are afraid to challenge her because she's so aggressive. And I'm just, I've just covered something that a lot of people just did not want to cover. A lot of reporters uh, aren't independent like you, Ryan, and they don't, they want to get her PR releases and they just sort of cut her a lot of breaks if she gives them stuff. Like I'm not, I was always adverse to her. And so a lot of the stuff I published is so the public could get the fair, you know, picture and stop having to listen to the false narrative that she's a victim in all this. I mean, she received more money from the Girardi marriage than anybody. Over $25 million from of expenses were paid, $14 million on her Amex. So it's not about whether Erica is a bad person. She just has no compass on whether she should return any of this money now that she's been made aware, looking in the light most favorably to her, of all the bad things her husband did, and nobody's disputing that. You would think she'd want to like try to resolve it and cut a check it's okay, here's what I'm going to give back. And then let's yeah, be done exactly. with this. That's what most people do in all my poker cases, all the Madoff cases. I will let you know, most people, when they're told, hey, you were paid with investor money, we want back 50%, 25%, most people settle because the law. that's the law. It's not me making it up. You just can't have other people stolen funds and only you benefit from them. I mean, like it's like the, the last example is like if your husband's a bank robber, and he buys you a bunch of jewelry from the bank robbery. Do you think you get to keep it? Like, come on. <laughs> but the housewives, what we know, you guys, is that they have ego. And that's what we're dealing with here. Um, Mr. Richards, thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I'm thankful for My your interview. You. Uh, tell your wife I said hello. And hopefully, uh, I mean, I just love talking to you. So hopefully they'll, hopefully she'll do something else. So I'll get to talk to you down the line again. Okay. We'll see each other soon. Sorry. It took so long to connect, uh, but we, I do. We, we, we'd have a good one today. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Betches.